This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. And if you are at least a $5 a month donor, you can get access to an ad-free version of this show. So thank you uh, to all the people who are supporters. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Do you know what happens this week? We get to talk about Joshua Duggar, which we have to do by law for a show like this. (laughs) Uh Uh, But before we get to that one, I wanted to talk about this story that happened last night. Um, We'll get to Josh Duggar. There's never a time not to talk about Josh Duggar. (laughs) But this one happened last night, and I think it follows up on something we've discussed before, so it seems worth uh, bringing up today. Okay. Okay, here's what we talked about a while back, and we've talked about it on and off for like a year and a half. There was a story a while ago about a a former Democratic congresswoman. Her name is Corinne Brown. She's from Florida. She was in Congress. She was, uh, then she wasn't. Uh But one of the things she did while she was in office is she said, um, I... A short version of it is she said, I'm raising money for a scholarship for kids. And then she pocketed a lot of the money. Oh, yeah. Um, She was accused of uh, crimes, filing false tax returns, mail fraud, wire fraud. Mm -hmm. And basically, there was a trial over this. And here's what happened during the trial. And I promise you there's an update that happened last night, which is why I'm bringing all this up. (laughs) But there was a trial, Uh and the sides presented their case. And what had to happen is the jury had to go back, and they had to decide unanimously what was going to happen. If they wanted to find her guilty, it had to be unanimous. Um, Anyway, they go back, and at one point, one of the jurors tells the judge, hey, one of the jurors who's here with us basically... Uh, said, and I'm quoting from the whistleblower uh-huh. juror, a higher power told yep. me Corinne Brown was not guilty on all charges. And this I other... I do ju- remember talking and about this. And this other juror said I, I, he trusted the Holy Ghost. And the concern for the whistleblower juror right. was not that this person believes in God, because I'm sure a lot of the jurors believe in God. That wasn't the issue. Right. <laughs> it was that this person was not going to care about any of the evidence that was presented during the trial. Like, you can't talk reason to someone who has made a 100% decision based on what God said to their in their heads. Well, and it's such an interesting microcosm of all kinds of things we see on a larger scale out of, like, particularly religious right-wing Republicans of... I don't believe in X. I don't believe in, you know, women's bodily autonomy. I don't believe in teaching evolution. And there is nothing you can say to change my mind. And so you just present us with this stalemate of, like, either I get my way or I'm taking my ball and going home, which is a really cool way to adult. And again, if you're on a jury, I mean, in theory, the entire reason juries and the legal system and justice even work is that you could say, here's our best case defense of this person. (laughs) saying god told me to go to olive garden for dinner tonight and right. i will not entertain going to fridays or chili's like this is <laughs> slightly higher stakes yeah and so again this per- the concern for the jury was here's someone who will not take part in these deliberations mm-hmm. in any meaningful way right who can't listen to evidence or reason and again if the purpose of a jury is you've now heard both sides right. weigh the evidence come to a decision 
Like, what do you do? What happens? I mean, not these are not the same thing, but the Chauvin case that just happened that had to be unanimous. What happens if a juror says, eh, doesn't matter what evidence was presented. God told me he's not guilty. Like, yeah. it would have been a travesty if that was the reason someone got off the hook. I have a question. Yeah. You might know a little more about this than I, because um, you're married to a, a lawyer person. Mm-hmm. Um is there any grounds to dismiss the juror if they are saying, like, to our faces, I don't care about the evidence, this is what I believe to be true? Because to me, that seems like a juror not doing their due diligence. When are they saying it? And by the way, I don't know this because of my wife at all. I'm just <laughs> saying in general, like, why? when would they say it? If they said it when you were well, picking like the you, jury, but it's you would like just... You can't dismiss jurors once shit's rolling. Like, they have right? alternatives. So... Okay. In this case, the juror... is probably what they call them, not alternatives. Yes. The, the whistleblower juror is like, we're concerned this person's not taking your instructions, judges, right. uh, judge, seriously. And we're not going to look at only the facts of the case or the evidence presented. They've already made up their mind. That's sure. our concern. And the judge talked to both sides. They were like, uh, what do we... Um, talk to the lawyer for the for Corinne Brown. Mm-hmm. Talk to the prosecution side. Like, how can we handle this in a way that seems fair to all of you? Because they have not deliberated yet, really. Okay. And basically, the lawyer, uh, the Corinne Brown's lawyer was like, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> uh, because, Shocking. you know, people who are religious, they always talk to God. Oh. I mean, that's not weird. You're just pointing them in the right direction, but the right? the thing is, they're not wrong. He, this no. lawyer is not incorrect. He's not wrong. He said jurors everywhere may pray for guidance when they're weighing the evidence in front of them. So there's nothing hypocritical or weird about a juror who just kind of says it out loud. Now, the prosecution side was saying, uh, look, the I, I don't care if she's religious. I don't even care if she talks to God while weighing the evidence. But if the implication here is that evidence will not be given weight, alternative evidence uh-huh. that contradicts your presupposition right. is not going to be given weight, why are we even here? Right. Um, and like, that lawyer for the prosecution even said, I'm quoting, the government would have that view even if the person had said, I believe from my father in heaven, that she's guilty of all charges, which is what he wanted to hear. Right. He's like, even if the juror said that, I would be fine with getting rid of this juror because that's not how we should decide this case. And so basically, the juror, uh, the judge in the case, uh-huh. this is at the district court level, uh, I'm quoting from his um, uh, ruling, based on my reading of the case law, blah, 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 Uh, This is a disqualifying statement. And he said, I want to be very clear that I am drawing a distinction between someone who's on a jury who is religious and who is praying for guidance or seeking inspiration, dot, 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 from this situation where the juror is actually saying that an outside force, that is a higher being, a Holy Spirit, told him that Miss Brown was not guilty on those charges. I think that's just an expression that's a bridge too far, consistent with jury service as we know it. And what they did at that moment is mm-hmm. they said, we will get rid of that juror. Okay. We do have an alternate alternate juror. Mm-hmm. Just replace them. That I mean, the alternate heard the case, heard all the sure. stuff. Swap them out. All right, let's move on with this. Guess what? They eventually found her guilty. What? And uh, 60 months in prison, five years wow. in prison was the sentence on top of a fine that was approximately $665,000. So... Mm-hmm. 
I mean, pretty heavy stakes here, but unanimous. The jury was unanimous in finding her guilty. Can I just, just a quick uh, sidebar. This, uh, this Congress, congressional representative, yeah. she's a person of color, right? She is. Like, yeah, she did wrong, and yes, she deserves a <laughs> sentence, but it seems to me that we, like, Trump and his cronies did the same and worse and are all living in Mar-a-Lago together. Like, somehow it doesn't... Oh, if you want to weigh different types of people who should be guilty. Yeah. But she should also be guilty. No, she should be guilty. Absolutely, she should be guilty. It's just interesting that I so infrequently hear about (laughs) cases like this concerning white male Republican congressional representation, representatives. I don't doubt you. Is that fair? Is that a fair thing to say, or am I just being overly sensitive? I wish I had numbers in front of me, and I don't. But it just seems like we know so much about so much corruption that seems legally actionable, but (laughs) it never seems to go anywhere. But like, oh, we caught a black woman doing something bad (laughs) to the fullest extent of the law, which isn't fair. She deserves to be punished for what she did. I'm just wondering if our justice system is equitable. Is all I'm saying. It is not. Okay. Matt Gates still in Congress. Oh, my God. Hasn't been convicted of anything He's yet. He's a rapist. Not yet. He's not, according to the law. Um, anyway, her lawyer appeals the guilty yes. verdict, as you would expect, mm-hmm. and it goes to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. And more than a year ago, I believe this is pre-pandemic, the three judges in that on the appeals court mm-hmm. looking at this case said, "Yeah, that was fine." Because they wanted to throw, they wanted to overturn the verdict, saying you because should not have gotten rid of that juror. That mm-hmm. was unfair. Had you not gotten rid of that juror, it would not have been a unanimous verdict. Therefore, she would not have been guilty or right. convicted of any Which crime. Is fair. Uh, so that was their case, and yeah. the judges said, "No, the judge made a totally be totally reasonable decision." Based on what he had to work with, uh-huh. there was nothing illegal about what the judge because did. Because there has to be some amount of discretion that the judge has, right? Like, yes. I mean, okay. judges have Because that's the point the of being leeway. a judge, right? Yeah. Uh, they have some leeway to decide how to handle these things. And they said, he seems to have handled this pretty fairly. If you want to argue religious discrimination, I mean, the judge made it very clear, this wasn't about her religion. Right. This is about how she's approaching the rules that he gave the right. jury. Right. And she's, this juror is saying, no, not going to listen. Um... The uh, the two judge majority was two to one. The two judges basically said if a juror was not actually deliberating and considering the evidence, that would present a serious problem since yeah. it would violate the party's right to receive a verdict rendered by a jury that follows the law. Yeah. So yeah, totally Go makes on. sense. They they also said the decision to dismiss the juror is not an abuse of discretion by the judge. Um, so, totally normal. That's what you expect. Do you so, have the response of the um, dissenting? Yes, I do. Oh, good. That would oh, be good. Oh, good. William oh, good. Pryor, a George W. Bush appointee, who, oh, said, who basically said, how dare you? I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. People talk to God all the time. How dare you punish this juror for talking to God? The majority's decision makes it far more difficult for the citizens of our circuit to be judged by juries that represent a cross-section of their communities. Which again is not what but, anyone is talking about. But doesn't the religion, the religious part, seem like the least important part of this thing? It's like, saying I'm not going to follow your rules, exactly, judge. I'm not. Exactly. I don't care about the evidence. Yeah. I already got the answer. Which, like, that's judge. how you do witch trials. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so here's the thing that happened a year ago, and then Corinne Brown's uh, lawyer said, "No, nah, we want the entire Eleventh Circuit." 
to look at this case because you could do that. You could ask the entire 11th Circuit to say, hey, I know three of your colleagues Mm -hmm. ruled this way, but maybe all of you can give it a look and see what you decide. And sometimes if they think, yeah, our colleagues effed that one up, they can do it. And guess what they said? They said, all right, fine. We'll all look at this case. That is the thing that came out last night. Ah. Their decision when the whole circuit looks at this and seven to four vote, they said, we're siding with Corinne Brown. (gasps) The judge was wrong to get rid of that juror. And Pryor, who was that one dissenting vote, is now the majority in the majority and writing the majority opinion. And here's what he said now as the majority. Um, The district judge abused his discretion by dismissing the juror. Dot, dot, dot. We vacate Brown's conviction and sentence and remand for a new trial. Start over. Like, new trial for her. Dottie understands why we're mad at this. But yeah, he basically said, start over. Everything you found her guilty doesn't count. You Five years in prison. Um, she served two years Uh, And then she was let go, I believe, because of COVID. She could go back home. But the two years, whatever. She doesn't have to complete this. She's done. uh, Doesn't have to pay the fine. Uh, Start over if you want to do a new trial, which is going to be a hard sell because prosecution has other shit to do. Jesus. Um, And he also said, this is what I found annoying about his decision because this is very slippery, Mm slopish. Members of some religious groups are more likely than others to report two-way communication with God. Courts may not conclude that their vernacular alone disqualifies them from jury service. That's not what this is about. No one is saying no Christians on juries ever, no conservative Christians, no Pentecostal Christians, whatever this person was. We're not saying get rid of them. We're saying you still have to weigh the evidence. You're part of a jury. You have to follow the law. And what's William Pryor saying? How dare you try to get rid of religious people from your juries? Oh, boy. Um, Oh, boy. This isn't great, The four judges who dissented are like, the task is simply to determine whether the jury in question is performing his duty as instructed by the court. It is no attack on people of faith for a district court to ensure that jurors make decisions grounded in the law and the evidence as our Constitution requires. Yeah. Obviously, that's from the minority, the dissenting four judges. So all that work to convict Brown. Do you know gone. were all the majority uh, the majority judges? I don't know who appointed them all. Okay. Um, it's a conservative appellate court, I believe. But yeah. like, yeah, that I don't know what happens now. I don't know that the prosecution just starts a new trial because they obviously have enough evidence to convict <sighs> her. Yeah, but it's a lot of work, time, money. I would argue. How long? Tell me again how long she spent in jail. She spent about two years out of the five she was sentenced to. And then I believe last April, because of COVID, they said you could continue at home. Uh, yeah, if it's me, I'm calling that good. <laughs> right? Like, don't retry this. She spent two years in prison. Although I wonder if she gets, like, reparations I, of some kind for... Uh, she could have gotten out early because of good behavior or something. No, no, I no, but I'm know. saying if she... So she was in prison for two years. Say COVID wasn't a thing. She's still in prison. The judge over the, the court overturned her conviction. No, then she would just be free. I don't think she would have to like, she would get anything for the time no. she spent there. Because um, she wasn't necessarily wrongfully convicted. Right, right, Maybe right. just. I, I don't know. I don't know the legal side of that. I, my concern is less about her and more about what is this weird precedent that 
evidence no longer matters. Yeah, I am if really digging into says, the particular details. If someone says, I already came to my decision. You know what? We don't even need a trial. Yeah. You pick me on the jury. Guilty. Done. But Not don't you guilty. think that's Done. slippery slopish too? That, but that's what they did. And they're like, the, judge, the judges now are like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. How dare you get in the way of someone who thinks that way? I mean, they can. They yeah. just can't be on a jury. <laughs> That's right, the whole right. point of being on a jury. Like, it doesn't matter. You might as well, like a commenter said, just roll a pe- pair of dice and be done with the trial. Yeah. Why even bother? So anyway, that happened last night. Do you want to tell people who Josh Duggar is? Yeah, of course. I would love to because I did watch that show for a hot minute in like 2009, maybe, um, if it was on then. So... Josh Duggar is one of the elder Duggar children. I think he's the oldest. Is he the oldest he oldest? Maybe. Um, the Duggars are a family that famously has morally too many children. Um, we're on a TLC show, and then Josh Duggar turns out he was molesting his sisters and slash or some neighbors or it friends. It was four of his sisters that mm-hmm. he touched. By the way, trigger warning for the entire segment we're mm-hmm. about to talk about because it gets worse. But yeah, uh, touched four of his sisters and a neighbor, maybe, girl. Yeah. And basically, they went to the police. There was a police report filed at the time. But mm-hmm. long story, but like he wasn't convicted over any of this, partly because it's family. And I don't think they wanted to bring charges yeah, they- against the brother. Um, and then they, all of them kind of like went after the media for even reporting this. Because right. um, it was In Touch magazine, I believe, of all places, that got the public record. Of the police report. Oh, interesting. And they published it. And the family's like, yeah, that did happen. Also, how dare you, magazine, like, expose this secret within our family. So I'm about to look up just the Duggars in general because I'm curious. <laughs> Careful on Google right <laughs> no, no, no. now. <laughs> I'm just curious what how many of them are still using TV and other entertainment ads, like their main f- like, I believe there is still a show with at least two of the sisters, but they don't really talk about the family family, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But two of the sisters with the J names are still doing it. They're but as you are looking that up, so basically that all happened a while ago. That's why people know Josh Duggar. By right. the way, he also worked with uh, the Family Research Council, which is a wildly anti-LGBTQ group. Uh, Several years ago, you may want to remember this, in 2014, his mother, Michelle Duggar, was the voice of a robocall that went out in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where she basically, they were thinking about a a non-discrimination ordinance for LGBTQ people. And she was like, you all have to contact your local officials to vote against a non-discrimination clause why? Because trans people are going to hurt your kids. She said, I'm quoting from the robocall, I don't believe the citizens of Fayetteville would want males with past child predator convictions that claim they're female to have a legal right to enter private areas, dot, dot, dot. I doubt that Fayetteville parents would stand for a law that would endanger their daughters or allow them to be traumatized by a man joining them in their private space. Remember those words. <sighs> so anyway... I just have to... All old news. Fucking, I know, but just roll really, 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 really quick. It makes me fucking crazy how the right is more afraid of boogeymen than of the actual physical monster that lives in their house. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, they've said more about... uh, Like, there have been more victims of arguably Matt Gates than trans people in bathrooms hurting anybody. It just genuinely feels like if, like... 
John Wayne Gacy's family was like, I think our house is haunted and we're going to pour all of our resources. Something's fishy here. It's definitely not murdering, but we're going to pour all of our resources into getting some ghost hunters in here to get down to the problem. Like, we know what's going on. People are being... Anyway, go ahead. So anyway, all that conviction stuff, that's the reason 19 Kids and Counting was canceled because even TLC is like, we can't air this crap anymore. So let's just focus on the sisters and keep making money. Um, Josh Duggar was also in the news a little while later because a porn star said he paid me for sex and it was abusive. And then he checked into a Christian rehab center uh, because of the rough sex. I'm quoting from her words. So anyway, this is Josh Duggar's life. And then I thought we were finally done with him because I don't think the Christian rehab did much, but at least it got him out of the public spotlight, Mm -hmm. which was good. So anyway, in 2019... End of 2019, he's now selling cars in Arkansas, and there's a news story about how federal investigators raided the car lot that he owned, and they they basically said, yeah, we did raid the car lot to, and, and, and talk to him, mm-hmm. but we're not saying why. We're collecting stuff. Yeah. And you're like, what did he do now? Like... Is, is is this a tax thing? Is this a money thing that he was being shady about? Right. And we didn't know. And again, they can do the raid. They convinced a judge, we need to raid this place before stuff gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. They, they did it with Giuliani separately, right. like a week or two ago. They We need to get to his car lot. Judge says, yeah, you have a pretty good reason to get in there. <laughs> so they do it. They raid the lot. They grab his stuff. They speak with him. And no, nothing happened because you're like, well, maybe they're working on something or maybe nothing happened. Who knows? Uh-huh. Well, it turns out this week they arrested him. Yeah. And it was because of what they found in that raid in 2019. And what's frightening is what they found there. Um, basically, they said, uh, I'm talking about the indictment that was released publicly this week at the beginning of the week. It said he knowingly possessed material that contained images of child pornography, mm-hmm. including images of minors under the age of 12. Jesus Christ. Faces uh, 40 years in prison if convicted on both of those Under the counts. age of 12? Yeah. Oh, and then no. there was a bond hearing this week, basically saying the trial's not for another month or two or something. But until then, mm-hmm. what do we do with this guy? He's currently in jail. It's been a couple days. Um, do we keep him in jail for two more months or yes. do we let him out? No. Well, that was what they had a hearing about this week. And here's the thing. It was public enough that people could like see what the court was doing. Mm-hmm. And you got a sense of what the hell did this guy do? And this is where it gets insane. It uh, hasn't more so, yet? More so. It gets more insane because now you got more details about what the hell did this guy do. Okay. Um, and man, I'm, what, I'm reading Reddit because they're on the call People on Reddit are on the call taking notes about what's going on with the witnesses. We're oh, like, you got to keep this guy in jail and his defense. And like, I cannot, there's too much stuff to read you. But I'll tell you uh, a few things. One of the things that I found interesting in 2019, when they raided his car lot, the Fed seized his two computers and his phone okay. at the time. And they took him in the police car because they needed to ask him some questions. And he says... What is this about? Has anyone been downloading child pornography? <laughs> and the cop and the cop who is testifying says, "We didn't say that." Oh, like we didn't like say a bad this is movie. 
Yeah, we didn't say this is why we need to talk to you. They just said we need to ask you some questions. Oh, what is this what about? A dumb, is it, dumb. He literally like <laughs> he brought no one brought it up. He brought it he just volunteered that information, even if he thought it was a joke. Like he's the one that brought that up. Okay. That's hey bud, that's not how <laughs> jokes do. <laughs> they found out that on one of his computers, he uh had he had downloaded the Tor browser, which is like a special browser you could use that isn't tracked really. And he used that to download illicit material. And one of the other things I found interesting is they said on that computer is installed a Christian porn filter. It is software that if your wife, let's say, says you have a porn addiction because you've seen some, you can install Covenant Eyes onto your computer. Oh, brother. And then if you log into like a porn site, it sends an alert to whoever you decide needs the alert, whether it's like a church pastor mentor type or your wife or whoever you are accountable to. And so the thing is, like... How are you downloading this like illegal illicit material yeah. and not setting off the alarm? It turns out, as anyone could tell you, there are workarounds. And he found a way to work around downloading illegal, not just porn, but illegal stuff that was outside the view of Covenant Eyes. So he was able to do this despite the Christian porn filter. Like, um, I don't download. I don't know whether any- to laugh or cry. <laughs> I mean, I don't download anything illegal on my my phone or browser. But genuinely, the idea of my browser history becoming public is so fucking t- not not for any good reason, but just like generally embarrassing. Th- like in the 30- Google searches you've done in the yeah, past thirty seconds, like, like thirty. <laughs> Rock that made fun of Liz Lemon for Googling scalp pain. I'm like, I've Googled scalp pain five times this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so but again, the idea I'm here, sweating when, you're, about it. when you're in these evangelical purity culture type places and people are like, well, I once saw a, a, a movie or something right. online. They're like, oh, you have an addiction. Mm-hmm. Let's install this thing. They make good money, I'm, I'm assuming, oh, God, on these I filters. I, by the way, since I reported on this story, Facebook's news feed is full of Covenant Eyes ads. Oh, but. Which is, and I, so I was like, I want to see what the comments are. This job really fucks with your filters, Oh, it really does. I was looking at the comments because it's an ad that's apparently been used for more than a year. Same ad. Oh, sure, They just kind of bring it back. And so I'm like, if you look at the comments, they're all more Uh than a year old. And they're like sad slash hilarious from people who are like, it doesn't work. My husband is still watching stuff. It's like, oh, you poor thing. (laughs) And people are just like... I was looking for the comments saying, well, bad advertising for you. This I didn't see that comment, but a lot of people are like yeah, I- <laughs> commenting on how this thing is either help them or hurt them. And it's like, it, you, this is, you are not struggling with addiction. Oh, God. Whatever. So that came up that he was clearly doing this from his computer. Genuinely. Avoiding the sight of the what's Christian. What's going on? Did somebody download child porn is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. That is like Cohen Brothers level buffoonery in terms of it's like, like it feels like a scene out of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> the. Fucking stupid Donnie's off. One of the one of the uh, cops or one of the people who studied his computer to figure out what the hell was on it. Yeah, they they said during the bond hearing. You had to get a Silkwood shower afterwards, huh? (laughs) 
This what he downloaded ranks in the top five of the worst child pornographies uh, examples he's had to examine. Um, Ooh, that brought they me actually right back talked about some of the stuff that he was viewing. It's disgusting. It's awful stuff. But it's like no, th- it was not simply I accidentally saw this on my. No, no, no. Oh. He downloaded it and he saw it. You could tell that on the computer using the data on it. Um, it was at least 200 images found on the desktop in the space that is theoretically away from prying eyes and searches, uh-huh. uh, which, and they said, not only that, the 200 images were found in space that suggests someone tried to delete them to wipe, like, no one oh, can see this. And they're like, so there was more. Well, he tried to delete Likely. them thinking no one will find this. And they're like, no, you know, we could still see what you did. Yeah, that's no good. Um, anyway, <laughs> so all of that happens. And long story short, and I, I don't know what to make of this. The judge eventually decided you're allowed to leave jail mm. to stay at the home of someone who belongs to the church who said, mm. we'll take him in. Sounds um, about white. <laughs> Though it also sounded like the wife, who was the one saying, we'll take him in, me and my husband will take Josh in. Uh-huh. Um, she didn't seem Does all that gung-ho. Does she have human children? No, she doesn't, but okay. she teaches piano lessons, I think, and there are kids somehow in there. worse? Yeah. It was, it, it's weird. And also, what the commentary online is like, she doesn't seem very enthusiastic about it. I don't think she understands what this guy did. Mm. But she's like, oh, someone at my church needs help. We'll take him in. Um... Yeah, so there are a lot of rules in terms of what has to happen for, uh, just to be clear, now that he's living at their home, he is he has GPS monitoring, like an ankle bracelet sort mm-hmm. of thing. No internet, no phone, you can't travel, we took your passport, you can't see your children unless your wife is present, but they're saying you could see your children, which a lot of people had a problem with. Yeah. Uh, no contact with other children. If there are piano lessons, it can't happen at the home, whatever. Uh, you can't have your passport. You can't have a gun. Um, and the trial will take place soon enough. It's alarming how low can't have a gun was on that list. <laughs> but yeah, so basically that's where we're at right now. Here, He's going to have a trial. He's not guilty yet. Right. Uh, under uh, legal definition of right. that. Um, he's going to have his trial. But for now, until then, he's just living at someone else's house by himself. Oh boy. Um, and what's interesting, I guess one question that comes up is why is his wife still here? By the way, he's expecting a seventh child. She's pregnant. Seven. Seven. Um she's still with him. I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm not going to delve into their relationship, but a lot of people are wondering like how much of that is cuz you feel obligated to Yeah. Uh, are I... your kids safe? whatever. Yeah, I feel like she shouldn't be our focus, right? This is very second. But yeah, these are the questions that have been coming up since these details came out this week, because again, a a couple years ago, all we knew is they're looking at his stuff, but we don't know why. Now we know why, and it's disturbing, and we still haven't seen all the evidence that they're gonna bring up at the trial, so who knows what else is gonna happen now, but... It's kind of interesting to have a demonstration of how slow the wheels of justice turn. Yeah, right? it takes like, a while. It's what did you say? Two years? Uh, twenty nineteen is when late twenty nineteen is when they raided okay, so the stuff. I don't know if COVID played into why oh, they point. couldn't do much, but there's that. Um, I'll bring up one more uh, story right now, which just to cleanse the palate for a moment, uh, though it's still infuriating. <laughs> there, this week in Florida, 
in a couple different places in Florida, they still have invocations at local city council, county meetings. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, atheists will deliver those invocations. There's a system in Florida, actually, the uh, Central Florida Free Thought... uh, uh, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm getting it wrong. Central Florida Free Thought Community actually has a good system in place where in different parts of the state, they actually have members who can sign up for deliver invocations. Oh. And again, it's legal. If you have invocations, you can't say no just because someone's an atheist. So they get in line mm-hmm. and they do it. They actually, I think this week, just delivered their 100th invocation in the year since invocations were basically declared all legal all the time by the Supreme Court. So... This happened twice this week, and this was uh, this is why it infuriated me. One of them this week uh, happened in where was this taking place? Uh, sorry, I just want to make sure I have the city right. Oviedo, Oviedo. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it right wrong. City council trying to cut this short. In 2015, the city council said we are going to only allow city staffers and board members to deliver the invocations. Which what, I'm sorry, what year did you say this was? 2015. Okay, so this is way pre-COVID. Um, but basically, it was all Christian all the time. And they that's illegal. You can't just find a workaround right. so that you can't allow non-Christians to speak. So finally, they, uh, they said, well, fine, we'll let local religious leaders speak. And it don't have to be Christian. But that opens the door to non-Christian speakers. So they decided against doing that one. Um, but they said, just us, just staff, council members, whatever. See, that's not discriminatory. But then they start inviting, like, pastors to speak. And it's like, you're breaking the rules to let yeah. Christians do it. So anyway, this week, oh, and at one of those meetings last month, not only did a pastor give the invocation, he delivered a Bible to a new member of the city council as a gift. Oh. Which is not illegal, but it's like, come on, we see what's going on here. That's so good, because it's really hard to find Bibles these days. Yeah, exactly. So, So this is where the uh, Central Florida Free Thought Community's co-founder, David Williamson, he was, he asked to speak, he was was allowed to speak. They Mm -hmm. said, yeah, fine, you could speak on our behalf, on behalf of a couple of the council members Mm -hmm. who they're friendly with. So he gave an invocation. And... I won't read you the whole thing, but it was secular and it was fine and uplifting part of it. Let's remember that we are here to serve in the best interests of all citizens in the, of the city, not just for those like us, not just for those with whom we agree, right? Let, maybe remember that we the people hasn't always included those of us who think, look, love, or believe differently. You know, you are representing all of us. Mm-hmm. Do remember that mm-hmm. when you are making your decisions. It was, it was a good, fine invocation. And then as soon as he was done, Uh one of the council members, Judith Dolores Smith, says, I would like to go before the creator of our universe, our father and our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I come to you, Lord God, asking for guidance. She goes on for a while. This has happened before. Uh It's a long, super, super Christian prayer reminding well, the city council uh-huh. that Jesus rules over everything. And like, that's not on the agenda for her to speak. It was supposed to be invocation. Mm-hmm. Then you move on to the next item on the agenda. No, no, no. She just interrupted to like correct his invocation <sighs> with a good Christian one. And okay, so Christian imagine. persecution at its finest. Yeah. Imagine if you're David, who knows how this works. And mm-hmm. he's like, I know you're not supposed to be doing this. By the way, he was planning... He, here's what his group did. They said, 
you know, that pastor a month ago delivered a Bible to the new member of the city council. And he said, this is something our church does for all new members of the city council. It's tradition. So I'll do that. And so David's group is like, well, let's start our own tradition of handing all council members a copy of the Constitution. (laughs) So during the public comment section of the meeting, which was supposed to take place right after this, Mm -hmm. you could speak for like three minutes. He said he was going to introduce this new tradition and hand all those council members a copy of the Constitution. Well, he gives his invocation. This council member delivers a Christian correction right after it. And he's kind of flustered, like, what the hell is going on? Right. Like, he doesn't even feel like he's in the right mind to do the Constitution thing, because, like, I'm not, I don't want to speak for him. If it were me, it's like, I'm going to say something I'm going to regret later. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he kind of just makes a really quick, uh, walks right up as soon as she's done and says, I just want to reserve my time as the invocator today to make sure that my objection to this privilege taken by the commissioner or the council member is noted. Thank you. Very polite, respectful, saying, I don't like what she just did. Uh And then he withdraws his public comment about the Constitution thing that he was signed up to do later and walks away. He said, like, I'm going to come back at the next meeting. Was he just so fucking mad? Yeah, I think so. So anyway, that happened. He's going to. And by the way, I should say the mayor of the city, Megan Sladek, later in the meeting when they are discussing things amongst themselves, she said very mildly that invocation speakers need to be respected and treated equally, but mm-hmm. that was a relatively mild comment. But okay, that was one thing that happened this week. And it's infuriating when a Christian feels like, oh, I heard an atheist invocation, mm-hmm. secular invocation, mind you. It didn't say God doesn't exist. Right, I need to counterpoint it. Yeah. And then a day later or something, in Polk County, Florida, okay. different area, Different atheist involved. This is now Sarah Ray, the founder of the atheist community of Polk County, is also slated to give an invocation. Uh-oh. She gives one that is also, um, we embrace many traditions. We are Christians, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Sikhs, humanists, atheists, agnostics, unaffiliated, uncertain, and so many others. We are straight, gay, and transgender. We are young, old, and everything in between. I would... um Like, we represent everybody is what she's getting at. There is one thing on which we can all agree we share the goal of making Polk County, our county, the best place it can be. And then as soon as she was done, one of those board members (laughs) says, would everyone please stand and bow your head? Father God, thank you for this day in your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And this, again, was unscheduled? Unscheduled, part of the thing. Like, just, you got to correct the atheist. Imagine if during any of the other invocations, a Christian speaks, gives the invocation, which is technically legal. And then a Muslim stands up. Yeah, it's like, like, actually. (laughs) Yeah, or an atheist is like, I'm sorry, that was an invocation to God. I believe I have equal time here. Uh, Just to say, you're wrong. God doesn't exist. Let us move on to item one on the agenda. Like, this is not the place for your theological battles. Can you think... Can you think of a better example of Christian privilege? Then I get to correct someone else's invocation. Someone else, and we do Christian prayers every day or most days, and then one non-Christian person gets up, and that's too much representation of non-Christian worldviews. And in my government. Like, Jesus Christ. This is not an argument for, like... I mean, this is an argument for get rid of invocations altogether. If you can't handle when people who don't think like you give an invocation, which is their right and is legal, and if you can't handle that, as a sitting elected official, don't have this stupid tradition anyway, because you're not mature enough to deal with it. 
Or do like the fucking pledge and call it a day from there and good. We've all been yeah. invocated. By the way, all these places invoked. did the invocation, then the pledge. Like they already have Jesus oh, in the pledge. They have God on. in the pledge. No. That wasn't enough. They're like, what? That invocation? And by the way, I think they did this to Athena Selman, the state representative in Arizona, uh, a year or two ago when she delivered an invocation. As a sitting elected official, she's an atheist. Yeah. She gave an invocation and then one of her colleagues was like... Uh, basically said that wasn't a real invocation let me give a christian one and to her credit i think the next day perhaps she basically blasted him mm-hmm. for saying how dare you do that to me that's completely disrespectful yeah but again this is happening i don't know what i don't know what you could do about it other right. than try to raise people's awareness that this is a thing christians are doing and again if you can't deal with the invocations just get rid of it pray at home come to do your work it's for taxpayers very very frustrating and stupid and annoying and, and and so utterly pointless like of all this shit we talk about like we talk about some really high stakes stuff on this podcast and yet we always circle back to this and the fucking ark encounter because like <laughs> hey those things just piss me off low stakes no, but, but no no i but like this kind of thing is like it's such an easy solution it, like it's not it, it's like i say once a week it's an unforced error they need to just not be like hyper privileged douchebags for a fucking second and then things will start to turn around and atheists here are not asking for special treatment no. we're saying keep it neutral either look if you want to have invocations open it up to everybody don't have invocations at all that doesn't benefit or hurt anybody. Just get to work. That's why you got elected. No one elected you to pray for everyone. Right. Like, Ugh. just get to work. Atheists are asking for neutrality. These Christians are asking for superiority. Like, it's not the same it's thing. It's not the same thing. All right, let's talk about something happier, which is jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> um, we have spoken on this podcast before about uh, Bailey Harris. She is a 15-year-old author and activist. We've talked about her because she wrote this book, My Name is Stardust. She was inspired years ago when she watched Cosmos, and she saw Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about how our bodies are made of star stuff. So she wrote a book, My Name is Stardust. A couple years ago, it sold thousands of copies. Like, she wrote this book with the help of her dad. It's beautiful. Mm. I, I've seen it. I've read it. My uh, kids will look at it and he will literally look at a picture with all the planets and talk through, like, knows oh. all the planets. And they even, like, make a face when they say Pluto. It's great. <laughs> so anyway, she made this book. She's actually written other books. And now she has a new project out right now, which is actually a set of jigsaw puzzles. Three different jigsaw puzzles using pictures, watercolors that are in My Name is Stardust. They, uh, one of the puzzles includes a picture of, you know, our ancestor, Lucy, uh, and dinosaurs and the fossil No, no, no everybody stop. Say the scientific name they wrote for us. Uh, the hominid ancestor, Lucy, Australopithecus afarensis. Damn it, I thought I was going to catch welcome. you on that. You're welcome. Damn it. But it's beautiful. It, it, the pictures are beautiful. I've seen the jigsaw puzzles. They're awesome. Uh, 300-piece puzzles. If Listen, I've done so many jigsaw puzzles over the past year. Big same. Um, they're fun. Bailey right now is doing a Kickstarter to make sure they can cover the cost of making the jigsaw <laughs> puzzles and sending them out. And for all of you who are listening, we know for a fact you have supported her work in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to their family. They said 
Friendly Atheist Podcast has helped them tremendously. They are now raising money for their Kickstarter for these puzzles. And if you want to contribute to that Kickstarter, you can, the simplest way to do it, go to stardustscience.com. One word, stardustscience.com. You could see the project. You could see a link to the Kickstarter and everything. Okay, let's talk about what is going on in Kansas. I don't think you know this story. I do not, I and don't think. it's scary slash hilarious slash uh, horrifying. Scarilarious? Yes, exactly. Um, last, okay, if you're a state representative Hilarifying. in a lot of states. Go that's good, that's good. If you're a state representative, you don't necessarily make money when <laughs> you are in elected office. Um, like if you're in Congress, you make enough of a salary. Right. If you're in state legislatures in most places in the country, you might get like, let's say 20000 I'm making that up. It's, it's fine. It's not a full-time salary. Right. Like a lot of people who work in elected office have other jobs. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. That's not weird. So it turns out in Kansas, there is a representative named Mark Samsel who is one of those conservative Christian Republicans. Mm-hmm. If you look on his campaign website, he even has his favorite Bible verse as a line in his bio. Mm, what um, is it? I don't remember. It I was come death destroyed. No, that's, that's the guy from the A-Bone. Bash, <laughs> bash your babies against the rock. I don't remember which one it was. But here's the thing. His side job, his other job, uh-huh. is he's a substitute teacher, which... Is fine. Okay, be a substitute teacher. I've been a substitute teacher. Yeah. He was in a classroom last week, (laughs) and he was arrested. Why was he arrested? Why was this guy arrested? Is this another pedo porn? No, thankfully. Okay. It's something different. Um, Um, Here, and just to be clear, when he's substitute teaching, kids realize he's doing something effed up, and they take out their phones and start recording this shit. So, wow, like, it's okay. not just kids' words against his words. There's video of him saying stuff that was passed along to the Associated Press, to the Kansas City Star. Oh, dang. So, so it's big. They're reporting on this, and they're saying, like, we've seen the videos. Maybe is we're not he, showing them all because they have kids' faces or something. Can but. I wager, I guess? Please. Is he recreating the crucifixion with students? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, that was just my first guess. It's more what so he's many. saying to them. Um, okay, you tell me. Because right. honestly, because honestly, me guessing is going to get more and more problematic until <laughs> yeah. we hit it. At one point, he tells the students about a sophomore he knew who's tried to take her life three different times, and he added, "It's because quote he has two parents and they're both females." No, no, wait. So a, that's why that child, a kid, tried to end their own life, and he's blaming it on having two moms. Yes. At another point. And not on being bullied about having two moms? No, no, no. Just having having lesbian parents. Okay, I'm going to keep that in the back of my head, Uh though. Another time, he says, and I'm going to quote this, uh, he's telling students, I think he's trying to say the birth rate was low. That news report came out last Mm, week. So he tells the kids, make babies. Who likes making babies? That feels good, doesn't it? Procreate. You haven't masturbated? Don't answer that question. God already knows. Unquote. Oh, no. At another point. Wait, he's encouraging high school students to get knocked up? I don't know what he's encouraging there. I, But I think he's saying God watches you touch your genitals, which is which, a weird thing for a sub to say. Yeah. Uh, or, a, or a dom to say, Oh, BDSM jokes, son. That's why we make the big bucks. <laughs> at another point, he says... He's yelling at some kid. You're not. Fo- you're. You were not following 
not my rules, God's rules right Mm. now. You better take a Bible. Then he says, keep denying God, keep denying God. See how it's going to turn out. He's aggressively handing out Bibles. Yeah. Uh, he says at another point, you're you're about to ready you're about ready to anger me and get the wrath of God. Do you believe me when I tell you that God has been speaking to me? He then pushed the kid. <gasps> you should run and scream, he says. And then in another video, he tells students, class, you have permission to kick him in the balls. Oh okay. now, the kids were like, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. They're like, most that's our friend. We're not- <laughs> most kids aren't just waiting for the excuse to go Lord of the Flies. Yeah. But then Samsel, the state representative with oh, the I Bible he verse. Was a state representative. He apparently, allegedly, knees the kid in the groin. Well, that's assault. There's video of the aftermath with the kid lying on the ground in pain. And he's in jail now because that's assault? No. He's had his... Substitute license revoked because that's assault. So the district said, look, we're investigating the matter, uh-huh. but he will not be teaching in this district anymore. Okay. This guy is a referee for like volunteer referee for kids, high school sports and stuff. Those, I emailed those the, dudes are always, weirdos. I emailed the Kansas state version that runs the state stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. is this guy still refereeing for you guys? And their answer was basically, he's not on the schedule for anything. And we're waiting for their investigation to pan out huh. until we make a ruling about what can happen because yeah. we're not we don't know anything about this really. Not all adult refs are weird. It was just a funny joke I made. I, I met not a lot of nice refs in my time in the little league system. <laughs> and this guy clearly smart guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He immediately, like shortly after all this goes public, makes a video about it. Oh, on that's never gone wrong. And he says, "Oh, Snapchat." Snapchat. He says this was all planned. Every little bit of it. That's right. The it's kids, a passion play. The kids and I planned all this to send a message about art, mental health, teenage suicide, and how we treat our educators and one another. To who? Parents and grandparents, all of Wellsville, the city. And he said... It's called Wellsville? It's called Wellsville. He wrote that for the one student in question who we allegedly need in the groin. He gave that student hope. I... How? Are the what? kids coming out and being like, yeah, we are definitely in on this? Because no. he doesn't have the authority to say we were all in on this they have not said anything here's the thing the kansas legislature the republicans running it they didn't kick him out for any of this like surprised maybe they could say well he hasn't been convicted of anything but they're not planning to you know why because they need his vote to override the democratic governor's vetoes of their legislation what state is this uh, Kansas. They have oh. a Democratic governor, Laura okay. Kelly, but she's been vetoing all their crazy shit that they've been trying to pass, mm-hmm. but they have enough votes to override her if they have everyone sticking together so they need his vote mm. so they won't get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And that was on May 1st. That was a week ago. Oh. It's gotten worse. Oh. <clears throat> because after he paid bail and got out of whatever jail immediately after he was arrested for this um, and he made that crazy video... He then released, a couple days ago, this insane statement to the press. Um, It's so long that it would literally take me 20 minutes to read the entire thing. Oh, Jesus. But I'm going to read you excerpts from it. Again, he released this to the press. Okay. And (laughs) what do you want to hear in this? Um, 
it's really inappropriate for an adult and a uh, authority figure to physically assault a student. It's not appropriate for me to be bringing my religion into the classroom. Yeah, he didn't say any of that. Okay. Uh, first sentence. Oh, God. Uh, I am truly sorry that this has caused confusion and pain, especially in my native hometown, but that's how he begins. Yeah, a first sentence of an apology. Like, I know this... Technically, first sentence and first word of the second sentence, but... Oh, yeah. Well, regardless, the 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 intro part of your apology shouldn't have the word but in it. I feel like we've been saying this for years, but it's just a good thing to remember. Yeah. But this is not about me. It never has been. Mm-hmm. If it were up to me, I'd be sitting on a beach in Australia or exploring the jungles in Africa. Is he Michael Scott? <laughs> Michael Scott would never write That's something literally this Michael awful. Michael, like if I had the choice, I would rather just not work and lay on a beach. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to what? Being in elected office? He's, he makes it sound like, guys, I don't want to be here either in Kansas. Yeah, Kansas Michael Scott sucks. is parody. This person is a real <laughs> human being who's leading a state. Several paragraphs later. What happened in Wellsville on Wednesday? <laughs> Only God knows. I have well, my version. You, know. you have yours. The kids, as we discussed in each hour before fifth hour, and then also at the beginning of fifth hour before anything, quote, newsworthy occurred, each as theirs. I don't even know what that means. What class was this that he was teaching? I don't know. What? I don't know. Uh, Dot, dot, dot. They attack Christianity while calling for God to be removed from the classroom and canceled or erased from American history and modern society. He went from I kicked a knee, I kicked a kid in the Mm -hmm. groin with my knee to they're trying to cancel culture on God or whatever. The funny thing is I feel like it's a coin flip as to how much of this is true because I couldn't see A, him just making this shit up because like no kids really say like, oh, we're canceling God or (laughs) we cast God out of school. Which they didn't even do. You can pray in school. (laughs) Of course. But I could also see these kids just straight up fucking with this kid because those ones are savage sometimes (laughs) as teenagers. Uh, This guy, Sam Soul, goes on. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, this guy. I'm trying not to read every single thing this crazy guy writes. Um, what's keep talking? I'm looking at the crazy shit. I don't know, like, because I substituted for a while, and there is a certain element of it that is like we're gonna watch the first forty minutes of Shrek four times today. Um, so I feel like maybe it's just whatever. But if this was like algebra class, it would be extremely funny if this is how it devolved. He goes on. Um, if you think my behavior in the classroom on Wednesday was inappropriate or even criminal, how about we compare it to your behavior at any given public school or private or home your school sporting event? Your me or your event? students? Wait, What? Yeah, I think he's talking to literally everyone. He doesn't, like, this isn't directed like to it, one person. It seems like the parents <laughs> of the community? Is that who he's addressing? I think so. Okay. Like, you think I'm inappropriate? What about what you do at sporting events? Like, running around the soccer field, kneeing children <laughs> in the groin, you sociopath. What's going on? On Sundays, I attend church. I know where I'm going. A oh, church that actually golly. makes sense and uses the Lord's word in a positive manner. He says, I'm aware that not all churches necessarily operate this way. Like, my church is better than your church. Why am I writing this? Because I need a kid in the groin. Um, Dear God, enough is enough. I pray the new normal is one based on love. I pray that Kansas and America returns to a new normal where the laws we mere mortals write are consistent with the teachings of Jesus. When Christians say love, do they mean a different thing than what I mean when I say love? Yes, they mean hate. Oh, okay. Um, 
he goes on to say, you know, there was a time we follow and obey the man-made laws that sit well with our own morals, but uh, when not, we firmly yet gracefully protest publicly, quietly at first, then louder if necessary. In the words of Dr. Martin Luther King no, Jr. No, 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 And he no. says, Justin Bieber figured it no, out. No, 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 And Next. Katie Bieber and Katie Perry and Blake Shelton and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of I, white celebrities that he's naming. Huh? Who's Patrick Mahomes? Uh, football quarterback dude. Uh, I would suggest Liz Cheney has figure has it figured out, and yet look how she gets crucified. Was Wednesday unorthodox? Absolutely. Did I intend to hurt a soul or act for a single moment out of rage, animosity, or any other element of battery? Absolutely not. Mm. I, honest to God, love all his children. That is what Jesus teaches. I'm not trying to sound preachy. But how else do you tell the truth and speak about the Bible? I don't know. Dot, dot, dot. Now let's compare that to your actions. I don't know who he's talking your... to. Your, okay. And then here's the last paragraph. I'm skipping several. I'm off to church. Take care, everyone. Let's go, Royals. Clap, 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 clap. He wrote out the word clap. It's not clap times. emojis? No, it's the word clap. Oh, he was, let's go, Royals. Yes, I think that's right. I mean, they did he win the World ele- Series like five years ago. He's an elected lawmaker. He wrote a 20-minute diatribe that is insane this in defense of himself, saying all this stuff that's on video. Forget the allegations. I mean, like, dude, we know you said this. It's on tape. The kids know you're crazy, and but they got seems, you saying it. It seems like the only thing he's, like, quote-unquote, sorry for is physically assaulting a kid, not... Which he says was we're just playing. Just playing. That's how I play with my, with the students whom I'm supposed to be in charge of, of whom I'm supposed to be in charge. No. So, oh boy. Oh boy. What do we do with this guy? The only consequence he has suffered as of the moment is that he graduated from Missouri Valley College and he, they asked him to be on their board of trustees. Mm. And since this incident, they've asked him to resign. Well, that is the only consequence of any sort he has faced. I think he did resign, uh, but that's it. Like the Kansas City Star said that's one of the first professional consequences he's faced so far. The church, by the way, I looked them up too. They haven't said a thing about this guy. Nothing. Like he should have criminal charges levied against him, oh. right? Like, he assaulted a minor, and he was supposed uh, to be in charge of the minor. I don't know what happened in the classroom, but, like, that's for them to figure out. I don't... This For me, this isn't even about why is this guy not in jail right now. It's yeah. like, whatever yeah. you did, I'm just looking at the stuff you said that was right. on camera. That's not okay. What context makes any of that okay? I don't know. Can I ask you a question about the concept of truth? <laughs> You got two minutes. Go that's for it. not too big. So I feel like for years and years and years, right conservative Christians, we'll say conservative Americans, have been really leaning on the he said she said thing, right? Like the well, we don't know what really happened. Yeah. So let's err on the side of not punishing anybody, lest we, uh, you know, unjustly do so. Yeah. But now, and that's how we got away with police violence for so long. Right, like, oh, it's hypothetical. Who knows what really happened? There, each there's his side, there's her side, and the truth. Mm-hmm. But now they are more and more frequently faced with videos of people doing exactly the stuff that we've been purporting they've been doing for years, and still 
Well, I mean, even the George Floyd the video. The George Floyd like, thing is a great... It's, it's out of context. You don't understand. Oh, my it's like, God. Dude, like the, I, I, I see what happened for 10 minutes. Right. The the shooting the kid in, in uh, Chicago, whose last name is apparently not Toledo, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that video. I saw two hands, and still people are like, well... He had, that cop had to make a split second decision, and what would you have done? I'm like, well, I wouldn't be a cop, but that's not the <laughs> point. Um, but so, what? I guess are we just paddling? Are we just treading water until they can just start yelling deep fake at everything? Like, what is the the not to slippery slope this whole thing again? But like, what's the next step be, beyond? I know you see this video. Don't believe what your eyes tell you. Like, speaking of fucking Orwellian yeah, shit I, that they love to toss around, like. Saying don't believe what they sh- what you see with your own eyes is if half the po- political if the one political party is basically revolving around conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. abject lies like yeah I don't know what to do I feel like I've spent my entire activist life about trying to get people to think critically yeah. or at least arguing for the importance of that it's and like oh it's right worse. none of that did anything I know it's always futile when you're an activist anyway sure. and I'm not suggesting I'm, I'm good at it but it like <laughs> but that's the whole thing it's you could always feel like there's always more to do and it's almost an existential crisis where it's like i don't think anyone anything anyone's doing seems to be getting through to a huge chunk of people right and unfortunately they all have power this is yeah. not just crazy like one dude in kansas this is a guy who's in the legislature which by the way if that guy is in public office Think about running for office. I was just about to say, like, gen- really and truly, if you've been kind of playing around with the notion for a couple of years, which I know people do, they kind of say, oh, maybe one day, I'll run for your fucking school board. Like, genuinely, it, I, if you listen to this podcast and you're a critical thinker, then we need people like you, not to be, like, so fucking narcissistic, we need listeners in, in office. But, like, you know, if you approach things critically and scientifically and with kindness and compassion fucking run for office. These goobers have been doing it for years and are ruining everything. We need you. Mm-hmm. And Hemet and I have no political career ahead of us <laughs> because we've been recording ourselves talk for the last seven years or whatever. It's just setting up opposition research. Oh, yeah. Ever. Here's a different story. This one's out of Louisiana. Uh, hopefully a relatively quick one, but basically... There, it's one of those Republican-dominated states that's debating a bill that would ban the teaching of, like, critical race theory or sexism. Oh, I saw like, these headlines. It, it's all stupid. It's basically telling, if you talk about racism in any meaningful way in, like, an American history context, like, uh-huh. how dare you? You can't do it, which is stupid because you can't discuss American history without getting into racism and sexism. Right. But anyway, they were discussing this. And one of the sponsors of this bill, uh, Ray Garofalo, Garofalo, something like that. Garofalo? I thought it was, but then I heard him pronounce it differently. But he basically said, of course I want students to learn about slavery. I'm not saying we banish that or anything. Here's what he said. He said, I want them to learn everything about slavery. He wanted them to learn, quote, the good, the bad, and the ugly aspects of slavery. To which a Democratic, uh, actually a Republican state rep, Stephanie Hilferty, chimed in at that moment saying exactly what your face is revealing right now, which is there's no good to slavery, though. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Garofalo, backtracks really quickly. He's like, it was a figure of speech. Of course, there's no good. 
you know what? I'll grant him that. I'll grant that he said I'll a figure of speech the death, death and that. assume I still think his bill is stupid. Of course. But I don't think he was saying slavery was good. I, I get what he was saying. It's He's like, teach everything about slavery. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I will grant him that. So there is a woman named Martha Huckabay, B-A-Y, who is Stop the leader. Stop saying I, slightly real names wrong. <laughs> Martha Huckabay, who is the president of the Women's Republican Club of New Orleans. Oh, that's got to be a fun party. Who sees... The Republican, Stephanie Hilferty, interviewed on CNN about this comment, Mm -hmm. like the good, the bad, the ugly. And she's like, there's no good. And she did a brief mention on CNN about it. And here's what Martha Huckabee, the Republican leader in New Orleans, says. What is she doing here on CNN? What is she trying? Why is she trying to trap a Republican and twist his words? How does she 100 percent know there's no good to slavery if none of us was around oh God, during this slavery. Is a, this is a white woman, right? Yes. Oh Weren't some slaves treated really well? I know in the Bible they were. Oh, <gasps> honey, no. Apparently she needs firsthand documentation. Wait. Which exists to know that slavery was bad. Hold the phone. Isn't, isn't one huge book, isn't the whole story of Moses about how slaves rebelled because slavery sucks? Yes. Okay. Slaves okay. were beaten. They so were raped. even from her own source documents, this Which is... Which she hasn't read. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, I just don't... Okay, can you help me understand? I'm sorry. I'm feeling yeah. very chatty. I haven't been drinking coffee today and I slam jammed a, a cup during this. Um, can we... What is with the all sidesism of history that people? They're that, very disappointed that if you talk about slavery or how race played a role in politics today mm-hmm. and like the racism that led to political positions, they think it's assuming like, oh, I'm white, therefore I'm the problem. It's like I didn't say you were the problem, but understanding race and how it played a role yeah. in our history is kind of key to understanding why movements happen, why our country looks the way it is. You know, try to uh, understanding redlining and how it played a part in wealth inequality when it comes to race. Like, how do you discuss that stuff without getting into... People were fucking racist. Right. And the complaint from a lot of Republicans is you are saying, I'm racist, or that I bear responsibility, and that's racist. Or that the country is inherently racist. Yes, or that the country is racist, and how dare you say anything except America's perfect and Mm -hmm. wonderful and number one in everything. That's their complaint, and it's out of ignorance, and it's stupid. And their response is, well, we'll just banish the teaching. There was an interview this week where a black news anchor was talking to a black Republican about a bill like this mm-hmm. and obviously coming from different sides of the issue. But they're, the anchor's position is like, look, you're black, I'm black, let's talk about this. Um, and basically he's like, you say in your bill you want to ban critical race theory, define it. And the guy couldn't do it. Uh-huh. He didn't know what he was even talking about. Right. And he's like, well, who are you? Why do you think you know so much? And the anchor's like, well, I have a PhD. <laughs> no! Like, that might be a reason. Oh, and my God. Can you send me that clip? I, really I will try to, to find it. it. Okay. I don't have it in front of me. But, yeah, it's it's a stupid... Like, ask them to figure what is critical race theory that you are complaining about? What is it that you don't want kids to learn? It's stupid. Yeah, I guess I don't understand the, this sort of protectiveness people have of America, of the country. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't... 
this is not a com- uh, apples to oranges comparison, but in Germany, they do teach about the Holocaust and right. they're doing it not because they're trying to defend it. They're saying, look, we did some shit yeah. and we can't talk about it unless you understand what happened, why it happened and how we moved past it. Well, and interesting- you need to know what our country did. But on the flip side of that coin, it's illegal to possess a copy of Mein Kampf in Germany too. Like to get sure. a copy of it, like you have to jump through a lot of hoops, which I mean, obviously I agree that people shouldn't read it but i'm not sure i agree people can and maybe that's a legit it. debate to have like right. yeah free this is not what we're talking about now of yeah. you should you shouldn't banish anything right but that's not what this conversation you're right is about. you're right you're but right. this lady this huckabee lady that wasn't the only thing she said like bi- slavery was fine in the bible no that's so she, bad instead of ignoring how it's not even in the bible she also went on to say um slavery goes all the way I'm going to read it to you as written because it's (sighs) slavery goes all the way back to biblical times. And if you've read your Bible, you would know that many of the slaves loved their masters and their masters loved them. Was it true that some slaves never wanted to leave their plantation because it had become their home? Were some slaves treated with love and respect by their masters? If so, is this the good part he was referring to? And she said, Hilferty, the Republican who said there's no good in slavery, was indoctrinated with leftist Marxism education. Uh, Whatever you think the spelling is of what I just said, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the spelling of it. Did she spell education more than M? (laughs) I was hoping for it, but no, that's the only (laughs) word she got right. She screwed up leftist somehow. Not that many words. Not the point, but the point is, look, slavery existed before the Bible's uh, supposed timeline Defending it because it gave us, she also said it gave us the railroad system. Like, defending slavery because slaves were used to make things that you like does not matter. That's not a defense of it. Was slavery used for the railroad or was it indentured servitude? Oh, God. What's the terminology? I don't know, but it was. Indentured servitude. It wasn't voluntary because they wanted the wages. Okay. (laughs) Um. Wowie, wow, the, wow, wow. I looked, wow, at, wow, I looked wow. at this woman's uh, post where she wrote all this, and in the comments, you have people like, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? To which she responds, troll! <laughs> You're all trolls. Foolish trolls, in all caps, to everybody. Teaching everybody. the right wing about what a troll is was a mistake. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy, I love this concept of like... Well, at least one slave didn't want to leave when he or she was free, so slavery is good. And not consider... <laughs> like, at no point does she think, is there a chance this slave doesn't want to leave the plantation because they have no life skills beyond the ones taught to them, and they don't have a place to live, and they haven't been making an income, so they don't have any every, savings. Every time these Republicans talk about why any of this stuff, why critical race theory shouldn't be taught. It's all the more reason we need to teach. Yeah, they stuff. basically describe slave ships as a fucking cruise. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't take much of what they say about history that seriously. Yeah, one last story for you. This okay. one is really quick. This is in Canada. There is a college uh, called Gr- uh, Grenville Christian College. Grenville? Grenville. Okay. And here's the deal. A lot of former students, uh, they are basically suing the school uh, for systemic systematic abuse that they faced for decades when they went there. Okay. Um, And all these students are like, they, they want to sue the hell out of this place for all the abuse they suffered while going there over the years. Sorry, were they, they were queer students or have we not learned Uh, the crux of what they're being abused for? All sorts of students. Oh, okay. And 
the school is trying to defend itself any way it possibly can. But basically, the story is from 1973 to 1997, this school was a boarding school. Kids stayed there. And they basically taught, you know, all people are sinners. And everyone has to recognize how awful you are, but God is your savior, right? And as a result of the way they did this is they basically, the students experience, according to them, verbal degradation, public humiliation, corporal punishment, exorcisms. Jesus. um, In the cases of queer students, gay conversion therapy. Mm. Um, And so this is all coming out in the courts. And here's the part I want to bring up. The school's lawyer said, look, I will grant you that the testimony you heard from those former students was, quote, emotionally evocative. (laughs) But that's some grade A downplaying. The students said the damage done was reasonably foreseeable at the time, meaning the school knew what they were doing was illegal and they shouldn't have done it. Uh And like that is relevant to their case. And this guy is saying they did not know it was bad. And here's what he argued. He said, we are judging yesterday's actions by today's beliefs. Like today, of course, we would say all that was wrong, Um, but it would be wrong. He actually called it a major error by drawing conclusions about abuse using today's definitions. But whoa, wait, aren't Christians all about that, like, we're all sinners forever vibe? Like, and aren't they all about objective truth? They're hypocrites, though. Yes. So... But that's their argument. They're saying, like, they did not know at the time that hurting students like that was abusive in the way we would think of it today. And one of the plaintiff's lawyers said, look, all the abuse they suffered was out of step at the time, not just today. It Uh was wrong then. And even if the administrators didn't think they were causing lasting damage, there was evidence right in front of them that students were suffering at the time, like There was plenty of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just quoting from what she said. She said students were running away, asking to leave the school. Parents said they were concerned about the school's methods. Students were crying during lectures about sexuality. Mm -hmm. One student attempted to take her own life. The lawyer said the defendants cannot say it wasn't foreseeable that their behavior or actions would cause harm when they saw the harm their actions were causing. Mm -hmm. I suggest they did know and they did it anyway. That trial is going on as we speak. It'll be interesting to watch. But uh, um, unbelievable that a Christian school's argument is, look, we didn't know abusing kids was wrong decades ago. Not like, sure, we abused them, but it was fine. That's been the church's argument for certainly as long as I've been paying attention. Yeah. How could we have known that molesting children would have repercussions? Nobody, (laughs) they don't say anything about it in the Bible, so... Uh, well, so that concludes this happy hour of <laughs> all happy stories. Where do we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jess Blumke or on um, my Etsy shop. Sorry, my brain. Has your brain stopped functioning? A long at- time ago. Okay. Like my brain is smooth like an egg. I can <laughs> have no cognitive function. Um, my Etsy shop, it's Bitches Got Stitched Done. You can also find me um, if you are looking for something to watch. My husband and I just wrapped up uh, our podcast, Cooper Duper, which is a watch-along podcast with all three seasons of Twin Peaks. We're about to start in on some David Lynch movies. So I'm going to watch Elephant Man, or excuse me, Eraserhead for the first time, which will be upsetting, according to everybody who has seen it. Um, that's, ooh, I'm going to be in Portland in two weeks. I'm very excited oh, about fun. that. Portland, Oregon. Um, where can we find you? 
I am at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to FriendlyAtheist.com or search it on YouTube. Do you have and anything fun coming up? Like, are you getting back on the road again? Not anytime soon. No, that's too bad. But going outside a little more. Weather's getting better. Yeah. Um, hey, if you are listening right now, again, you can get an ad-free version of the yes. show on Patreon. If you give $5 a month, please do that. It helps us out a ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. We'll see okay. you next week. Goodbye.